FM 102.9, 105.9, AM 1310, News Talk KZRG. It's KZRG Morning News Watch. Dalton Evans, Steve Scott, and I'm Peter Thiel. And joining us today, Kelly Price and Tim Wilson of Liberty. Uh, it's uh, You guys put out, uh, uh, you're asking for more money. And I know that it upsets people dramatically. So tell us, why do you guys need more money from us, the consumers? Well, I mean, we recognize that nobody wants to pay more for their utility bills, and that's understandable. Um, but we have made some investments that are really going to benefit our customers um, in renewable energy and some technology that I think they're, uh, is going to help them better control their energy costs. So we did in May file um, a rate update request with the Missouri Public Service Commission, um, and it's a two-part request. Um, part of that is for uh, our wind projects, which I know you have talked about in the past and done some stories on. Um, in fact, I'm, I've gotten invited to go on up on one of the yeah. uh, one of the deals. So I'm going to do that here in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to go up on one of the windmills. They're gonna, they said, are you scared of heights? I said, you know, it's uh, not that much. I said, uh, I, you know, I'd love it. I'd, you know, I'll bring my camera and go do it. Well, don't let them fool you. There are... There are elevators that you can use. So if they ask you to climb, ask for the elevator. Yeah, yeah, instead. no, they were talking about the elevator thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, I know, you don't need to be calling. Uh, I think we're all about that. I think that, uh, I think that, uh, one of the big things, especially with the winter storm that hit us 20 below zero, it was insane. Um, it, by the way, is Kelly and uh, Tim, they're with Liberty. They're here, uh, answering, uh, questions about, uh, requested rate increase. And uh, one of the things I think that people don't necessarily realize is that, uh, is that that unprecedented cold weather caused you guys to get a lot of extra cost that we're going to have to help make up. Right. So the, the rate request for the average uh, user on our system amounts to about $13 a month um, or about 9%. Then Storm Uri is another $7 on top of that. So it was a significant impact uh, to our system, uh, not only from a weather perspective, but also from a cost perspective. But when you take a look at that rate request that we've asked for, if you go back to our last real rate uh, increase, which was 2016, by the time this case is fully adjudicated uh, in May of next year, that's a compound annual growth rate of less than 1.5% per year, which is right in line with a lot of consumer pricing indexes. So Although no one ever likes to, you know, ask for a rate request, we feel like it's 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 really really good good bargain for the amount of investment that we've made into our system over the last several years. One of the big complaints uh, that uh, I heard from our listeners is when we had all of a sudden we were doing rolling blackouts in the area, and when it was twenty below zero, it's uh, is that they're going Asbury, Asbury. <laughs> And uh, I I fielded at least a dozen of those calls. It's uh, I'm sure our front desk got many more. Um, why, uh, w- when taking Asbury offline, mm-hmm. how did that affect what we saw in February? Okay, so first off, that's a very good question. And, and being from the area and living in the area, I fielded a lot of those questions as well. And what people don't understand is, you know, um, had Asbury not been retired, um, I, I spoke to our former plant manager, and, and what people don't realize is we also have other coal-fired units in Iatan Unit 1, Iatan Unit 2, and Plum Point. 
And two of those three uh, coal-fired facilities froze up. Um, one of them tripped offline, and the other one just couldn't produce energy. So I talked to our former Asbury plant manager uh, the other day, in fact, again, and he confirmed that Asbury more than likely would have been frozen up and would not have been able to run as well due to the type of facility that it is. So um, Asbury most likely would not have helped us. Um, the wind actually did. You know, we had 200 megawatts at Asbury. We have 600 megawatts of wind. Um, during the first day of the rolling blackouts, we affected about 3,300 customers. It, it lasted about an hour. Um, you never want to do that. That was something that we were required to do by the Southwest Power Pool. So that was February 15th. February 16th, um, we had a, a few more customers, but what we try to do when, we, when, we're, when we're forced to do that and required to by the Southwest Power Pool is we try to do that on an hourly basis. So you, 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 you cut off some folks for an hour and then you try to get them back on as soon as possible and then go to a next group so that just one set of folks are not affected for a long period of time. But, you know, the answer is, you know, no one knows, but most likely Asbury would have been frozen up during that time period um, and would not have been able to help us with that situation. And even had it been online, we still would have been required to do the rolling blackouts by the Southwest Power Pool. So I want to be clear about that as well. All right. It's, uh, I think that's an important deal. Uh, the next thing that uh, I heard you guys, uh, uh, just be upfront, uh, Kelly and Tim and the crew at Liberty invited me over uh, to spend uh, an hour where they were explaining a couple of different things that were going on. And one of the things that I find uh, that you guys have going on that's going to be coming to service for anybody, for everybody, quite frankly, with Liberty in the coming, you know, I don't know if it's six months or a year, you'll tell us, is that we're going to be able to monitor on an app on our phone or through a laptop uh, when's the cheapest time for us to use electricity? So we'll be able to go out and manage our uh, our utility bills by uh, well, number one, those smart uh, the smart uh, uh, meters that we all have now. It's uh, so when does that kick in? Explain it much more eloquently than I just did. Absolutely. So um, I'm glad you brought that up because the smart meters are also part of this request. And as you know, we have installed them and we're in the process of just finishing up the tech technology portion of that, which we should have completely wrapped up, I think, by this fall. Um, but yes, honestly, just within the next few weeks, actually, we will be launching a new uh, mobile app and a new web platform. And when customers log into that, they will be able to see their usage in near real time. And what that means is they'll be able to see it on an hourly basis if they choose uh, from the previous day and before. And so like you mentioned, it does give customers more uh, control over their energy usage. Um, the other piece of that um, is that that smart meter technology will allow us to create what are called time of use rate plans. And essentially what you said that we'll be able to offer different rate plans for, for folks who wanna use energy during different times of day where we have less demand on our system. And it's that technology that's going to enable that and we will be rolling out, uh, that's even part of this request, uh, a time of use plan. Uh, we'll start small so, uh, yeah. and then grow that. So essentially with these smart meters, and you tell me if I am totally wrong, don't be scared to call me a moron. It's, <laughs> uh, it's okay. I, is that my understanding of this is that, uh, is that we have times of the day where we have peak usage. So Liberty pays more money for the energy they produce at certain times of the day just because of supply and demand. 
There are other times of day where we do not use a large amount of energy, where it's much cheaper to get the energy to each home. So if I wanted to do the dishwasher or run run the clothes washer, take a shower, there are times of day I'll be able to actually save money uh, if I know exactly when those peak moments are. Correct. Yeah. As I alluded to earlier, we are part of the Southwest Power Pool. And what we do is we offer our generation into the market and then we buy our load back for our customers. And so how that works is there are certain times of day as you do generation stacking on an economic basis, the cheapest units get uh, selected first, right? And so they're running. And as the peak load gets higher and higher, the more expensive generation comes on to help fill in or, or peaking units. And so that causes energy prices to go up. And then as the demand reduces, you know, like a typical summer day as you get into the 7, 8, 9 o'clock uh, in the p.m. timeframes and overnight, those more expensive units come offline. It's a little bit cheaper. And uh, as we fully implement over the next couple of years, time of use rates for our customers, they'll be able to see that in real-time basis and be able to select when they want to use and consume energy based upon the pricing signals that we get through the, the new AMI meters that we've just installed. No, I think that's fantastic. Uh, the one thing I, uh, you know, I think the one thing I think that all consumers of whatever they have in their life, but especially energy, which is, you know, we find ourselves, we're not necessarily in control of everything. It's a monthly bill that shows up. If you've lived in the same home for a long time, you have a pretty good idea of what the bill's going to be. Right. It's, uh, and, uh, but the, the main thing is that when you're not in control of usage, and also not control of uh, the variables from the energy pool, <laughs> severe weather, uh, cold weather, or hot weather type of thing. I think that people, you know, and I'm glad you came on because I think they, I think people are more than happy to pay a little bit more uh, if they know it's being put out in front of them as transparent. Exactly, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, not only the wind investments that we've, we've proven to show over the next 20 years will save our customers upwards of $169 million and up, upwards of $300 million in fuel savings over a 30-year period. So although it's a lot of capital investment up front, we've done some things with our rate requests and rate design to smooth some of that out to get those savings even earlier than we anticipated. Um, not only that, but we've talked about AMI. Um, we've also replaced uh, in the last year 1,500 aged poles. Um, that's really important because if you have a pole failure, that's an automatic outage, right? So we're trying to do preventative maintenance as well to improve the frequency and duration of some of our outages. Um, we've sectionalized 20 different lines to do uh, distribution and transmission automation to help, again, with um, redundancy on our system um, and replace some wires that were over 70 years old. And so there's well, a lot going on yeah. that we're doing, um, not only with technology in the generation resource mix that we have, but also giving our, our, our customers the opportunity in the future to really select what rate plans they want to be on and, and use time of use rates there as well. So a lot going on in this request. Yeah. Tim Wilson, Kelly Price, thank you guys very much. Thank Thanks you for, for having, having us. us. You, Kim Commando's Computer Tech Update coming up next. News Talk KZRG.